Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Take for Take Podcast. I am Austin. With me, as always, Trent and Gage. Ernst is unavailable tonight. Gage holding it down from the slew. Gentlemen, how we doing? Playoff time, baby. Playoffs. Playoffs. Talking about playoffs. Yes, NBA playoffs are here, baby. We got a uh, hoops hoops episode today, right? Majority basketball. We'll touch a little bit of baseball, maybe on the end. Time, uh, time retaining or whatever, whatever it is. If we have time at the end, we'll talk a little baseball. But this is all basketball talk, baby. We haven't uh, we haven't gotten together since the national championship, gents. Everything going well. Did we watch? Yeah. The, did we watch the entire national championship or no? It was actually kind of a quick game, wasn't it? Like I, I've, yeah, I looked at the. Uh, it wasn't really too slow. Wrapped moving. up by like eleven, like thirty, right? Or I think earlier than that. Yeah, something like um, something like that. So. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of what we expected. If we're just going back with, with what we saw on the pod, I mean, I think everybody expected UConn to kind of win. Not in, like, dominating fashion, but they kind of controlled the whole game, right? Gagers, I know you to be a sharp and, and take on San Diego State there, so. You were the only comments. You were the only one on uh, San Diego State. It didn't really pan out the way I expected it to pan out. Um, I mean, I think that just proved everyone's point about how good UConn was playing down the stretch. Um, I don't know. They were They were in the game, but it felt like... No matter what run or what spurt they had, UConn just had that and more, like right afterwards. Um, we know basketball is a game of runs and everything, but but UConn made a couple more than the Aztecs on the stretch. And, yeah, there wasn't even a, a chance for a backdoor cover. I don't think it was pretty solidified down, down the end of the game. Yeah, they, UConn dominated that game start to finish. I think they led – I think I saw something that they led for – out of the 40 minutes of game time, it was like 31 minutes or 32 minutes or something like that. That's crazy. I mean, they, I mean, they, they dominated that game, man. I mean, it's just, I'm not going to toot my own horn or anything, but it's like I was all over UConn going in. I didn't play, I didn't like give it out when we were talking, but I did play the minus 10 and a half, or I'm sorry, minus nine and a half. I played that. I had Sonogo over points, which hit, and then I had, um, White boy points that hit too. Uh, um, what's his name? Buddy that comes in to shoot threes. Calcantar, yeah. Joey Calcantar had his points that hit too. That's just. Well, you had what five and a half for him. He had six and then sixteen and a half for <laughs> Sonogo. He had Seventeen. Yeah. That, what a sharp. What a sharp. I mean, I literally. I mean, he, he Calcantar literally came in and his only two buckets were threes. And I think I said that he's going to come in and hit two threes, and then that was going to be it. But yeah, it's just the point is like UConn is so fucking dominant. We don't need it to harp on it too much, but GSC the odds to win the national championship next year like came out right after the game and they were the favorites already. Were they really? Because they're returning a lot of people, aren't they? Yeah, they're losing Hawkins, right? Yeah, Hawkins is going to the draft, but Sonogo's coming back. Tristan Newton's coming back. Um, I don't think Andre Jackson has made a decision yet, but I mean, you get Calcantar. Yeah, Hawkins probably should. But Alex Caravan, I mean, he's a freshman and you started all year for them. He's coming back. 
Sonogo's coming back. Like, there are gonna be some dogs. You got you said Newton's coming back, right? Yeah, he was. A, he's only a uh, sophomore, isn't he? No, he's a senior. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. He's he's gone. He's a senior. Yeah, he's gone. He's a he's a transfer. He's a he might be a uh, he's a grad transfer. Was he? Nineteen or in the championship game is crazy. Yeah, he was. Guard. He was hooping, bro. Yeah, he's a he's a grad transfer from East Carolina. Oh, okay. But he's I mean, gone. but I mean, he has a COVID year, right? Right. But I mean, Sonogo Sonogo said he's coming back. Car- Alex Caraban, Joey Calcantara, Andre Jackson, like, I haven't even like looked at their recruiting board for this year yet. So they'll be they solid. Have some dogs coming in. Yeah, they're they're gonna be the recruiting so- side. I believe it. So they'll probably be preseason number one. You would think, right? I'd imagine so. And on it, but honestly, I also wouldn't be surprised if Duke ends up being preseason number one. Not even trying well, to be big Philip, big Philip coming back. How about no, that? That's what I mean. Not even trying to be biased. I just with him announcing he's coming back. Mark Mark Mitchell, Tyrese Proctor, Jeremy Roach probably. I know he's testing the draft, but I don't know. UConn's gonna be good though, man. Did you see? Um, what's the fucking kid? The five star for Duke uh, in Bog in. Baje or Mbage or I'm butchering his name, but like the number two overall recruit decommitted after Filipowski said he's coming back. Well, Where's he going? Uh, he doesn't know yet, or they at least they haven't put it out. It was like within the hour after Filipowski said he's coming back, he decommitted. That's kind of selfish, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean it makes sense. Like he's a he's a four. I mean, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't come to the 513 unless you want your career ruined. <laughs> Everybody from UC is leaving, bro. Davenport's that's leaving. Mike saying, Adam yeah. Woods. I don't even remember who else. Wasn't there like three or four of them said they were leaving? Probably. Yeah, yeah there was a handful transferred. Didn't somebody leave for the draft, too? Um, Nolly, yeah, Landers Nolly. Is going to a draft, which makes sense. He's good, but but let's uh, what? I was just gonna say that that game, just the championship game, feels like it was like months ago. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it really does. Um, it doesn't feel like it's it was. like I'm just like reaching into the recesses of my brain to try to figure <laughs> out what the fuck happened. It was also a boring game. Uh, like if it was like last was... year, like if it was like last year, like UConn or uh, Kansas and North Carolina. Where Kansas came back from twenty down, like obviously that would be talked about for. It was mo- boring and it was like super predictable. Yeah. Too. Like it wasn't. Everyone was kind of. Right. Damn, I'm you got sure, G- uh, GTA going on outside your crib, dude. Yeah, they come on after me. They finally broke my my meth lab. Finally. Uh, your picks are so trash. Are they trying to put you in jail? <laughs> we know that's not true. But uh, let's move on. I mean, we don't. We don't. Hot, by the way. Fair. Yeah, we'll get into that here in a second. Let's move on to the big boys, the gentlemen's league. NBA playoffs are here. Uh, we are recording this on Wednesday night. So, who we got tonight? Bulls and the Raptors are going tonight, and Celt not Celtics Pelicans. Ooh, Gage, Pel- my Pelicans against your Thunder, baby. How we? Fe- <laughs> how we? How, how we feeling? Let me ask you that. How are you Pelicans looking? How have they been this year? 
They've been average. Alvarado being out isn't isn't the best, but you know I think they'll be all right. He comes off the bench for like eight minutes a game. Yeah, he's a defensive awesome. stopper, bro. Name four Pelicans right now. Like currently on the team or no looking. I'm not. Brandon, in- Brandon Ingram, uh, Valanciunas, not Zion. He's hurt. He doesn't even count. Valanciunas. Herb, water. Herb Jones, and uh, how are you forgetting? You just said one. You just said one. What do you mean, Alvarado? We're just talking about one. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I thought you meant. Are you forgetting the biggest, the biggest name on that team? Akron boy. What? Shout Splash out to the bro. Shout out to the three three zero. The Splash bro. Dames brother. His brother. <laughs> Bro, what are you talking? CJ McCollum? Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, he plays for the Pelicans? No. Big big NBA guy over here, bro. Well, I, I can sympathize with Austin here because um, it's kind of like a it, it's like a twofold thing where this might have been one of the worst NBA regular seasons I can remember just from like a viewer's perspective. But I also think like because of that, we don't know like if anybody's good, so it's gonna make for a great playoffs. Oh, and Jackson I'm Hayes, bro, Cincinnati legend. Yeah, can't, who who could forget Jackson Hayes? And EJ Liddell, bro. EJ Liddell would have been a factor if he didn't uh, blow out his knee in, in summer league, I think. Right. But but as I was saying, I, I just think that um, I'm pumped for the playoffs to get going. Like I, the playing games or whatever. Hopefully, it's Saturday. Um, you know. That's going to be the best stretch of the of the season by far. So yeah. So did you, did you hear the the Zion news that he came out and said, "Yeah, physically, man, I'm I'm great. I can play. It's just mentally, I'm just not there right now." I did see. I didn't see that one, but I saw something that said that if he like wanted to play, he could play. I didn't really like. Yeah, what kind of shit is that? Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. To be honest with you. But the whole league scrutinized. When Kyrie said something like that, or every time he needed a mental break, he was thrown under the rug and kind of made out as selfish or he's yeah. just doing it for himself, blah, blah, blah. But Zion comes out and everyone's supporting it. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Well, Zion been out for four months with a hamstring. So, yeah. I don't know what is going on there. I mean, it's like, he's like you probably say call, call him a bust, right? That's probably not a stretch to say. No, and every time you see him on a different interview, he's gained over five pounds each time. Dude, his face. You can just tell on his face when you look at him. <laughs> like, he's, his head is so big. He is, he is a big boy. Like, he's one of those dudes that, like, if you don't, if he doesn't, sits on the couch for a weekend, he gains, like, 15 pounds. Yeah, he hasn't like, played. I kind of feel bad for him. He, he, he hasn't played a full season yet. He's in shape, but, like, I'm sure he just, like, gains weight. Like, it's, it's, like, it's so easy for him. Right. Bro, he's gonna be so fucking fat when he retires. Like, 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 like after he retires. After he retires, and he's gonna <laughs> just balloon up. I want to watch him play though. He's an he's an exciting ass player to watch. You just oh yeah, it's so rare these days. Yeah. What um? So we're recording on Wednesday night, and so last night, Tuesday night, we had Lakers uh, squeezed out against the uh, Timberwolves. Uh, Rudy Gobert less Timberwolves. 
And then we had Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta kind of steamrolled Miami. Yeah, if you watched that game, that game was it wasn't it was close. They I think the Heat cut it down to three after being down. They were down like twenty four in the second quarter. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that final score of eleven was actually way closer than it was the whole game. Yeah, I watched a bit of that game. I didn't watch Trent. I was t- we were talking before we jumped on, but I didn't watch any of the Lakers game. But I watched like the tail end of the Heat game, and I don't. Know, it was just it was a boring f- basketball game. It wasn't really anything exciting to watch. Those teams are boring. Yeah, they just are. Like it, I was watching. I watched that game. I, I didn't. I didn't watch the Lakers game, but. Um, their play styles are kind of boring. There's a lot of like foul baiting between like Trey Young and Jimmy, and the Heat are just like hard to watch on offense. Like they are they not generate good looks. They have like no quickness, no like outside of like Tyler Hero and Jimmy. Like there's no shot creation at all. So pretty ugly to watch their offense try to try to generate points. Um, I don't think any of those, either of those teams are making any noise. I don't know if you have any no. opinion gauge, but no, I can't. I was watching. I watched most of that game too. Um, and the broadcasting was saying, I think the Heat after the All Star break has like the twenty seventh ranked offensive efficiency um, in the league, which is just which is brutal. They average the least amount of points in the league too, at like one hundred and five and a half or something like that. So you hit it right on the head, Trent. They're both very very boring to watch. Um, bottom feeders in the East and whatever happens with the Heat um, in the next playing game I can't see them making a pass whatever round they get if they make it like if they make it to the first round same with the Hawks um, yeah, yeah so you guys missed a really you guys missed a really entertaining game with the Lakers yeah was, I was upset was I, fe- I was upset I fell asleep during that to be totally honest with you but Dennis Schroeder the GOAT Everyone was really, really hyping that shot up, but it didn't mean it. It didn't mean anything. No, it was like, just the timing of it. Like it late, was a big shot, yeah, but with AD's foul and everything, it kind of, it kind of just covered that up. But yeah, you guys, you guys missed a fun one for sure. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about AD foul. I'm sorry, really quick. No, no, no. I was just trying to follow up on that because I didn't, I didn't stay up for the game, but I saw the. Uh, all like the highlights on Instagram and stuff. So AD fouled um, with what, like one second left down point, or up three? Yeah, they were up three. Um, it was point one. He fouled Mike Conley in the corner with a, a shot that hit the side of the backboard. It had no, it had no shot of going yet. And it was kind of one of those where Conley's like standing with his hand up already and AD's jumping and he like barely hits his hand and he falls and they call foul and they already used their challenge at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the veteran stepped up and knocked down all three. But the Lakers had that going into overtime. I mean, the Lakers kind of handled it pretty easily from there. But yeah, it was it was fun. That'll be an interesting series. They're taking on the Grizzlies two seven. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Than the, than the East side of things, I think. So the West yeah. is going to be really cool. I think the West is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm excited yeah, for that series. Like, yeah, because you have, like, the Warriors who they're playing the Kings who are a three seed, but the Warriors are favored to win the series, which is, I think, like, the first time since the 90s. Or, I mean, I don't think gambling was a thing back then. It might be the first time ever. Um, 
that a higher seed is favored to win the series like that. But yeah, the West is way, way, way more entertaining than the East, in my opinion. Yeah, first time in NBA history, all four California teams are in the playoffs. Really? Yeah, Clippers, Lakers, um, Kings, and Golden State. That's literally just because the Kings are never in the playoffs. Well, yeah, <laughs> Kings are nice this year, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know a lot about the NBA, but I do know the Kings are nice this year. They're young well, too. The Kings were in the playoffs like the iPhone didn't exist. Last time Sacramento Kings were in the playoffs was let's see. While you look that up, dude, the the Warriors are like they're not even like slight favorites. They're minus three hundred favorites. Two thousand and six. Six seed, which is nuts. Which is crazy because you got to think they don't have home court advantage and they were the worst team by far in the NBA on the road. Um, so yeah, that that series right there is probably the most interesting in the West um, for me at least. I know the Clippers Suns would be a really fun one. Um, <clears throat> then you can look at the Lakers Grizzlies, but I don't know that Warriors that Warriors Kings one looks like there's a lot of value to be had if if you want to go with the Kings, but Golden State's just different. They you, you get down to them, it's good luck trying to come back. So, Yeah, and Clay Clay Thompson quiet, quietly led the NBA in three-pointers this year, too. In three-pointers made. And he most made the most in his career. And he was number one in shots made this year. Which is super slept on, because I don't think... I haven't heard Clay Thompson's name much at all this year. Yeah, he's one of those guys where you expect him... To hit five threes a game, right? I don't know. If, I don't know if you bet on the NBA at all, but player props for him are just ridiculous because his line's like four and a half or five and a half every game. So you're you're getting no value there. But yeah, like you said, he he led the league in threes. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. No. no that, I mean, that, 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 that's, that's an ex- that's an exciting Wait, matchup. He, 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 I, I would think like it. At this point, eighty percent of his shots are threes. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's he's shooting so many. Like he all majority of his shots are threes. So maybe, and I don't know if he was as efficient as he's been, um, and, you know, before his injury. So maybe that's why it hasn't kind of been. I don't know. He's, he still doesn't feel like the. There still feels something off with him, just like well, how good he used to be. To what he's yeah. still still a good player, but he's not what he was in my opinion. Right? Yeah, I mean, his injury, his injury kind of set him back from that. But he's he, he's he's one of those guys where like he, he doesn't dribble the ball. You know what I mean? Like he's an only he's a catch. He's a catch guy, and shoot guy, so right? Like, I don't know. I feel like Sacramento they got they're really good defensively. Um, so if they run him off the three point line, I'm not sure what he's going to do from there. But. That's, that series is very, very intriguing to me, and I have a play later down the road. Yeah, yeah. Before we get into uh, our picks and whatnot on the series, let's uh, let's dive into tonight's matchups. Let's start in the East. Um, touch on a little bit the Toronto Raptors playing host. Yep, playing host to the Bulls. Um, Gage, take away from this series. Who you got? Anything to look out for? Kind of set the stage for us. You said Bulls-Raptors? Bulls-Raptors. It's only one game. Right. Um, tonight, I think 
Trent, anything you're looking for in this game? Um, I, I would probably take the other side. Um, Bulls, they have been playing better as of late, and their defense has been really good. Um, so I think in, in a close game, I think it's be a close game. I, I like grabbing the points. Actually, my, actually, I'm going to bet that. Um, I don't know what you guys see it at right now. You said six cage. Yeah, that's uh, it. So I'm going to grab the six. I think that'll be a close game, and I trust the Bulls to kind of DeRozan and Levine. I think they have better shot makers at the end of the game. The Raptors are really good at home, 27-14. and 14. Um, So that, is, that gives me a little bit pause, but um, you know, the Bulls weren't terrible on the road, so we'll see. I, right. I kind of like the Bulls here with the points. Yeah, Toronto kind of struggles against or, uh, defending the three, and the Bulls are fucking atrocious percentage-wise from three. Or uh, in terms of makes, I'm pretty sure they rank last or near the bottom in three-pointers yeah, made. They're, they're ranked 30th out of 30th in three-point field goals. Yeah, they're not very good. Toronto kind of struggles defending it, but if you don't have a team that can shoot it very well, then you don't got much to worry about. I'm not going to be on a side here, but I probably will lean. Um, I am going to pick the Raptors to win, and... Would not be surprised if they cover that six and a half or six, whatever it is you guys just got it at. But um, let's talk about the more exciting game, in my opinion. The uh, Gages, Thunder, my Pelicans in New Orleans. Gage, did we even expect the Young Guns to even be in this position this year at all? No, not, not at all. But uh, it's beyond promising for that franchise to be in this spot, knowing with the number of grab picks they have coming up in the next decade, it seems like. Um, so, yeah, for them to even be in the, the play-in game, I would consider a win for this season, the way it started out, um, especially with Shea going out like halfway through the year and then kind of hitting a, a roadblock there late. Um, yeah, I think, I think they have a lot of motivation knowing that they weren't supposed to be here. I mean, I don't think anyone expected them to be considerable for the postseason, but I don't know. This is a very tough spot for them, like you said. With the players for the Pelicans, they got a lot of experience. The Thunder are damn near younger than a lot of college teams that just got done playing, so that might play some dividends in this game, but I'm not going to have a side. I'm just going to watch it. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for this game, man. And to your point of all the picks, Pelicans, or I'm sorry, Thunder have six first-round picks in the next two drafts, <laughs> which is insane. Yes. It's crazy to think about. With already how young they are, like, they're just going to get that much younger. It's it's crazy, man. It's good, though. Yeah. I, I think I think the league needs more of that. They, these young, I, we see it with the Grizzlies. Like, the Grizzlies are a prime example of just young dogs that just go out there and want to win. Um you can put away, put aside the talent levels um, and the heart and 
I don't know the style of play with these young guys is just a lot different compared to the older teams like the Lakers and the Clippers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think on paper, this is a really balanced matchup, too. I think talent-wise, I don't think um, New Orleans, like, blows OKC out of the water. You know what I mean? I don't think OKC really has anybody that can match up with Brandon Ingram. But, I mean, but you could kind of say the same for Shea. You know, I don't think New Orleans really has that stopper on defense that can handle Shea. So I mean, and then I mean, I don't know. I just it's on paper, it's a really really fun matchup. So yeah, I don't have a play in this game at all. I'm really excited to watch it. Trent, you got anything here? Um, I would lean New Orleans just because, uh, like the as good as the story of the Thunder, the Thunder have been this year. Like, and I'm not gonna lie, it's not like I've I've watched a lot of Thunder games. Uh, they haven't really been on TV. <laughs> Um, to watch, but uh, I, I don't know. I just think the Pelicans—they—they're—they're they're the team that um, kind of had the high expectations coming into the year. Obviously, with Zion's injury, that changes a lot. But they should take care of business at home. Another team that's that's really good at home: twenty-seven and fourteen. OKC only sixteen and twenty-five on the road. Um, and Brandon Ingram's been playing really, really well lately. Um, kind of like a superstar, which I didn't think he he could had that potential coming out of Duke, but he's kind of found his, uh, his form later in life, uh, or later in his career. Why are you shaking your head? You, you just the, guy just the, the slight this. You just got to get the shots in whenever you can. I mean, I'm just being honest. Did you, did you think he was that type of player? I mean, I, I didn't think he was, like, superstar caliber. I do agree there, but I thought he was solid. You know what I mean? I thought he'd be... I think a lot of his... Go ahead, no, no, you're good. I was just going to reiterate what I was saying. I think a lot of his success early on in his career kind of just got overshadowed with the market that he was in, um, yeah. playing in L.A., surrounded by a lot of other guys like D'Lo. And, I, mean, I think he played when Kobe was there, right? Yeah, he played. He was a rookie. So, he was a rookie in Kobe's last year. Yeah, so he, early on in his career, obviously was getting the, the advertising he deserved. So I think... Him being in a small market like New Orleans is really good, and that's where he's thriving the most right now. But. Yeah, I think it's good for him that he's like the guy on the team on that team too. You know, I mean, obviously when when healthy's eye on that guy, but circum or certain situations, you know, he's not really his eye on. Obviously, hasn't been that dude, but I like. Yeah, Ingram's been really really solid. I don't know. This, weird. The over's kind of juicy. I'm looking on SPN at just like the, the game and the Bulls Raptors it shows like tickets as low as $61 and then the Thunder Pelicans it has tickets as low as $11 Jesus <laughs> not, not, not a lot of buzz in New Orleans about the 9-10 uh, <laughs> game that's, that's actually kind of wild I figured it'd be more than that $11 that's, Jesus that's something Right, it's literally cheaper than like a Chipotle bowl <laughs> to go watch an NBA playoff. Christ. Yeah, let's, uh, are we all on, we all think, I think New Orleans is going to win. Gage, you're on the Thunder, obviously, I'm assuming. Trent, you, you said you think New Orleans is going to win? Yeah, I got Bulls Pelicans tonight. Yeah. Let's jump to Saturday. The four, 
the four series that we know are for sure locked in, the 4-5 and 3-6 in each uh, conference. We'll start with the 3-6s. Gage, we, we, we were talking a little bit about it earlier, Kings and Warriors. Kings being underdogs as or at, like having the home court advantage. You can get them to win the series at plus 240 right now on FanDuel. Gage, you take you take point here and kind of tell us why you're leaning Kings. Um, I kind of hit on it earlier. Uh, home court, I mean, home court is huge at come playoff time. Um, it is, it looks like Andrew Wiggins is going to be back for Golden State, which is a big, really big addition for them in the postseason. Um I'm not expecting the Kings to win this series, but the play that I really, really do like um, is instead of taking Golden State for the series at almost minus 350 side Trent, um, game, there's a parlay on Vandal right now. You can take game one winner, and then it pairs it with the series winner. Um, I really like the Kings to win game one at home. Um, a lot of buzz going on in that city. Not been in the playoffs for, for decades or ages or now. Um, <laughs> uh, we checked earlier. 2006 is the last time they were in the playoffs. Yeah, it's almost two decades. It's almost in 20 years. Um, so, yeah, I like I like Kings to win game one, Golden State to win this series at plus 210. Um, a lot more value there than taking the Golden State Warriors minus 300 to win, the, to win this series. But that is the play that I will have for that series, obviously. Um, as it goes on, if there's plays that I like down the street, we'll talk about it, but three series, that's the one I like, Golden State won the series, but Sacramento the one game one. Yeah, I mean, two the best two offenses in the league, right? Sacramento number one, averaging 120, Golden State averaging 119. Yeah. Both top 12 in field goal percentage, both top 10 in three-point percentage. Obviously, we know Golden State's going to shoot the ball well. Sacramento's got a little bit more size than Golden State, but I mean Golden State's got shooters everywhere, and the addition of getting Brandon Ink or uh, Andrew Wiggins, excuse me, back is is huge. But um, I'm gonna rock with the young guns here, man. I am gonna take uh, pick the Sacramento to win this series. Um, Gage, you touched on it just a hair with you know first time since 2006 buzz around the city just. I know Golden State and Steve Kerr's been there, done that, and they got the experience, but I just this league's weird, man. It's it's been a weird season. Weird shit's happened all year long. You and I think Gold or uh Sacramento gets it done. I think they take the series. Probably goes six or seven games, but I I do like the Kings here. Yeah. Before uh before you get into your take, Trent, um one thing to keep in mind is Draymond if Draymond, I'm pretty sure every technical from here on out, I'm pretty sure it was like this like two weeks ago, um, he suspended a game. I'm not sure if it resets or anything in the playoffs. It does not. Um, so, yeah, that's something to keep in mind. If he gets teed up, look for maybe Kings and some value of the game after that. So Yeah, it does not restart because remember in uh, 2016, the 3-1 yeah, the comeback, that. You, got, you got the tee for kicking Braun in the dick and had the, was suspended for game game five, I think it was. Who, Draymond? Draymond. Remember when uh oh. when Bron or Braun fell over top of him and he kicked kicked him in his dick as he was stepping over him. Then he, I'm not hard to miss that thing. Yeah, he was. 
Jesus. <laughs> Trent, uh, what 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 you looking at here? Um, yeah, I didn't really know what to do with this this series. Like first and foremost, I'm a hater, so I'm gonna hate against the Warriors. Just is what it is. One guy, it, it you know that's never gonna change for me. So. Um, I always want them to lose. I always think they're going to win. And I think they're going to win this series. I just I can't fathom them losing to the Kings. I think they would have lost to the Grizzlies. I think they would have lost to the Suns. They would have lost to the Nuggets. Uh, I think they got a, a blessing getting the Kings in their inexperience. Um, it's interesting that Vegas says this is minus one for the Kings in game one. Like, they just didn't know what to do with the game. They're just like, ah, oh, it's the give it the Kings minus one so Gage I like your play um it's another another like feather in the Warriors hat I guess is gotta be intimidated if they're down 1-0 in the first round to the Kings um so I could see the Kings coming out shooting the lights out game one it's a night game the whole crowd's liquored up they kind of uh play their best and then the Warriors as the series goes on um with their experience and and and, and their talent, um, they kind of take over the series. So, like I would lean Gage's play, um, but I would say Warriors anywhere in five or six will get this done. Fair, yeah, I agree. You can get where to go here. Never mind. Um, yeah, here it is. Series spread. You can get Kings. Plus one and a half games. So. That means it has to it go, go seven. Um, seven. Yeah. yeah, that's plus 136. I don't hate that play. Has to go seven or the Kings going to win, obviously. Right. Yeah. But let's stay in the West. Um, Suns and Clippers, 4 5 matchup. Really, really good matchup, in my opinion. Um, Trent, you kicked things off here. What uh, what you looking at in this series? Um, yeah, I, I think the I think the Suns um, just with and I know it's pretty common that this is my take or this is the take kind of going around, but it's tough with no Paul George. I, I think the Suns are the most talented team in the West. I think they're going to eventually come out of the West. Um, I would love to see the series with a healthy Paul George. Uh, I guess there's 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 a thought that he might be coming back later in the series. So maybe that could be a boost, but who knows how healthy it is. I'm surprised he's even coming back at all after looking at that injury. I don't know if you guys saw. Yeah, it was bad. Injury. But I watched, like, watched that game a lot. Yeah. yeah, I thought it. Once I saw the highlight, I thought it, like his season was done. Um, just yeah. given how much his, his knee hyperextended. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, what what's the price you guys have on this game, uh, this series? If I had to guess, I would say the Suns are... Close to minus four fifty. Oh yeah, 500. minus five hundred yeah. right now. Yeah, so I, I think the Suns get this done fairly easily. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Not much elaboration on it. Um, like you said, Trent, great matchup, great series. If Paul George was playing, I'm not sure Kawhi and Russell Westbrook can carry the load um, to beat the the Suns of just an absolute juggernaut of a team four times. I, I just can't see it happening. Um, I have the Suns come out of the West too, and I actually have them as the um, champion. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I think the Suns handle it pretty easily here. Chris Paul finally gets a ring, huh? 
think so. Hopefully. All right. Uh, the final Western series that is uh, the Do two versus. On that um, I think Suns roll. I mean, there's not much to add to it. The two versus seven. The new, not new, or not new, but the recent winner of the playing game, Lakers, going to Memphis. Memphis, obviously, a two-seed. Lakers, a seven-seed. Uh, pretty even on the line. Lakers, plus 116. Not Grizzlies, minus 136. So, not really huge favorites at all. But, um, Braun is back. Um, Grizzlies, obviously, Gage, you mentioned their young talent. Ferocious team, kind of go out there and play balls to the wall every single night kind of deal. You think... You think Lakers have any chance here? Um, you want me to start? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the Lakers have a chance. Um, they took the season series. I think they beat them two times, lost once. Yep. Um, but the Lakers have been weird. Like there, there hasn't been many times throughout the year where they've been as healthy as they are now. Which is which is why I think this line for the series, at least, is so close because they are finally a complete basketball team. Um, and a lot of people talk about their depth and, and their bench play not being as good as um, as they should be but I think last night if you guys if any of the listeners watched um, it kind of it kind of proved that theory wrong um, Dennis Schroeder came off the bench and he scored I think 19 20 points like that and D'Lo um, he didn't, I don't even think he played the whole fourth quarter at all besides one last possession to, to pass the ball in so I think the Lakers. I can. I can see the Lakers winning this series. Um, <clears throat> come playoff time, I mean, we all know experience plays huge dividends. Um, but the play, I kind of like the same thing here with uh, that I played on the uh, Warriors um, spread or series, where Memphis game one, uh, Lakers for the series uh, plus three ten. Instead wow. of just taking the Lakers straight up at plus one sixteen, kind of like the same thing. Memphis last year they were unreal at home in the playoffs. A very very good team, very hard team to beat at home. So I think they get the job done game one, and then uh, the Lakers love to play from behind. So I think they can get the series done um, after that plus three ten. So that'd be my play on that. I like that a lot, actually. Like a lot. Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm gonna be on the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, I don't really need to elaborate at all. I don't think, but Trent. Yeah, uh, you guys know if Stephen Adams, uh, he's not coming back for the series, right? No, he's out. No, he's done for he's the out year. Out for the year, and they lost um, lost that other other dude, the other big. Um, what's his name? They dude from Gonzaga. Oh, Brandon Clark. Yeah, Brandon Clark. Yeah, he's uh, out earlier in the year, so that that kind of that's a tough matchup for the Grizzlies. I, I do like this team a lot. Um, I think they're underrated. I think they could have beat the Warriors last year if a couple bounces went their way. Um, so it gives me hesitation with that loss of Stephen Adams and, and Clark with this matchup uh, in particular with AD and Braun down low and stuff. So this is a toss-up for me. I'll, I'll just roll with the Grizzlies because they have the home court advantage, and um, 
you know, Ja might be out to, to prove something. So I don't feel great about it. I think it, I think it, 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 I think this goes seven. I'm pretty safe to say this goes seven. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I think it goes seven too. And it's a little scary to bet against LeBron in a game seven. So I'm second guessing my decision, but <laughs> I, I'll go Grizzlies in seven here. I don't know what, what you get, can get that, uh, Value um, Grizzly uh, Grizzlies win this series four to three is uh, plus three sixty on Fanduel. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. The series spread is one set at one and a half, and I mean, there's no value on the Lakers. It's pl- minus two fifteen, but we can already see it. Like game seven in Memphis tie game, LeBron down, Jaw guarding them. And Austin Reeves is the game winner <laughs> to send them on. Austin Reeves has been nice this year, bro. He's been really he's, nice. He's, he's, I was actually talking to him. Or not talking to him. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I was talking about him today. Uh, late enough. And, uh, like, his college days. And he was, like, he was nice. I, I remember his uh, senior year tournament. He was given, he was given somebody buckets. Like, some one seed. I forget who it was. Where did he go? Oklahoma. He went to Oklahoma. Well, he he finished his career at Oklahoma, but he bounced around, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was given some. I'll, I'll have to look that up. But he was given some some team buckets, like some one seed in the tournament. I was like, this dude's nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's averaging thirteen on the year, and he's shooting. What is it? 30 something percent from three. Like kicking hoop. Yeah, I'm not betting against the Lakers. I'm taking the Lakers to win this series here. You guys got any? You think whoever comes out and plays uh, Denver gets swept? No. Who are they? Who are they waiting on? Denver gets either uh, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, or Minnesota. I can't see them losing any of those teams in the series. No shot. They probably sweep. I don't, I don't think they sweep, but I, I think um, they'll they'll <laughs> they roll. Take care of the series. Yeah, yeah. I just pulled up. Sorry, I just I just wanted to check this. Um, Oklahoma played Gonzaga in the second round, and what did Austin Reeves do? He threw he threw up twenty seven, eleven of seventeen. Just giving buckets after bucket. That was a good game, I'm pretty sure, but they lost. Um, that was a really good Gonzaga team with. Uh, they had that with, big that big fuck on that team. Um, that Suggs big team. So that was a team that was. Oh, okay. That was the, they were undefeated. Yeah. Um, until they lost in the championship. Yeah. So that and I remember Reese was just giving bucket after bucket in the clutch. Couldn't pull that game out. So. All right. Let's move to the East. We will start with four or five matchup this time. We'll go Cleveland and the Knicks. Cleveland are fairly heavy uh, favorites in this series. Minus 205 on the series money line. Trent, as the uh, the Cavalier guy, you have the floor. I love this matchup for the Cavs. Um think of myself like not a homer i'm more like a pessimist when it comes to my my teams that said i i really really that the knicks are a great matchup for us i always think like tom 
Thibodeau-led teams are like tryhards, right? So they're like they kind of overachieve in the regular season, and then you you saw it the last time they made the playoffs uh, a couple of years ago. They everyone they had all this buzz, and then they kind of lost to Atlanta in like five or six, and it wasn't very competitive. So I think the Cavs can can this in five, if not five six. Um, I mean, I, I just love watching Evan Mobley play basketball. Donovan Mitchell's going to be out there, something to prove. Um, always turns up against the Knicks. I, I have all the faith in the world that Garland's going to play well. So um, I'm really not worried about this series. Uh, the only thing that scares me is Jalen Brunson, which I don't really understand why he's so good. He's good. So <laughs> that's the only thing that scares me. Like, he's not, he's not tall. He's not, like... Athletic, he's not like the best shooter, but he just kind of knows angles and stuff. He's kind of like a discount Luca a little bit, um, and how they how he plays. So, what about Julius Randle? I hate Julius Randle. I hate him. Duke and Duke and hoop though. He's a matchup nightmare. The last time he was in the playoffs, he fucking laid an egg though, if you remember. So, and he's he's banged up too. Right. Like he's he might not. uh, up the first couple games I don't know if, if you have an update on that gauge or anything but I, I'm not worried Cavs in 5 maybe 6 you can get Cavs 4-1 to one at plus 310 right now you get Cavs at 4-2 to two plus 490 really I guess that'd be a road game that's why right yeah you can also get on that minus 135 to win game 1 win the series if you like that I just think the home teams, um, regardless of who they are playing at home to start the playoffs, just have a huge advantage. Um, it's like you said, Trent, Cleveland, I think, matches up really, really well with New York. Um, they did lose two out of three during the season, during the regular season to New York, but um not sure with the injuries and everything, how all that played out. But I don't know, this one, this one's interesting. I don't know if they really have a side and any logic to it but I think uh, I can see this one going seven as well I think the East is just like like you hear at least from, in my opinion like <clears throat> the East is like very um, efficient on the defensive end I feel like for most teams um, so I can feel like these games being very low scoring um, just like a dog fight kind of game um, coming down to the last minute or two so I think I'm not sure why the Cavs are Minus two hundred to win the series. I think that's kind of kind of OD, but I don't know. I feel like next maybe plus one and a half for the series might be might be safe because I can see this going seven as well. Yeah, Gage. To your point, Cleveland's got the number one scoring defense, number seven in terms of defensive field goal percentage allowed. They defensive rebounds. They're ranked seventh, or I'm sorry, second. The Knicks eleventh in t- t- scoring defense, third in opponent field goal percentage. They defend the three really well. And I I think there's just going to be a lot of boring games in this series. But um, I do like Cleveland to pull it out. I think they, just, they got more talent top to bottom than the Knicks do. This 3-6 matchup, it, on paper, like you look at it, it's like I think this could be fucking awesome. But then I think the fucking uh, Sixers steamroll, and I mean steamroll Brooklyn here. 
I don't think they sweep, but I th- I I would not be surprised if this series goes four one in favor of the Sixers. Go ahead, Trent. You look eager. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Um, I, the Nets, I kind of like view the Nets and the Knicks the same way. Like they're at least this version of the Nets, they feel more like a regular season team. Um, the Cal Bridges, I've always been like a huge fan of his. So he's he's better than I even expected. Like I thought he'd be like a really really good role player. Yeah. Um, when he was drafted out of Nova, and hasn't missed a game better. in his career. Yeah, Has I saw that. I saw he did that like a little Mickey Mouse. Came in for four seconds. <laughs> yeah. Foul to get out the game. I hate that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, shout out—he's really durable. But I mean, he's 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 nice and. Um, I mean the Nets have some nice pieces, but it Sixers like if they if they <laughs> are in a game seven, like they something went wrong with the talent that they have, and like Embiid, they, they have nobody to, to really match up with Embiid. Um, so I think this is a to say a gentleman sweep. I think they take care of them in five. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, not much. Uh, not much else to talk about there. Like you said, Mikael Bridges. You, you, you think he's like. A really good role player, um, and I feel like that goes along with a lot of the players on the Nets. Like they don't really have you think think of that one guy that can just take over a game. Um, obviously, obviously, Mikael, you have Dan Witty. Um, I mean, you just have a bunch of like like average Joes. I feel like with Cam Johnson, um, Cam Thomas, Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal, like a lot of these guys, you just you can't really rely on to close out a game or to make a play down down the stretch and like you said I think Embiid might fucking average 40 this series Nick Claxton is not gonna be able to stop him whatsoever and Philly is one of the most outrageous fan bases in all of the NBA so good luck trying to win in Philly (coughs) excuse me yeah it's like the Nets have like a bunch of like number twos and number threes right like they don't have like you said they don't have the one guy but I don't really imagine trust. Imagine if you dropped. I was just gonna say, imagine if you dropped KD and Kyrie on this team. I think they'd be probably title favorites. Well, I mean, they were last That's year, sport. right? I'm just saying now that they have like all this, all these pieces, like they have a bunch of like compliment. Like again, I like Mikel Bridges a little more than that. Like yeah, I think he's proven to be like a top dog now. But basically, everybody else is kind of like a supporting piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which like before they just had like Patty Mills running around. So, Patty Mills is what a lot of teams need, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, his, his, that, that kind of player, bro. Like, but, um, uh, yeah, I, huh? I said, I said that's what the Lakers need because I'm fucking sick and tired of LeBron making passes to, uh, Roy Brown and going like one of eight from three the whole game, still <laughs> playing 30 plus minutes. It's so annoying. Not like I'm a Lakers fan or anything, but like LeBron's whole career has been. A pass first kind of player, and he just passes the absolute fucking scrubs. And just putting their putting his trust into people who had no reason to be there. <laughs> um, yeah. two seven, the final uh, East matchup that's set: Hawks uh, and Celtics. Celtics obviously got the home court advantage with the two seed. Um, let me pull up the odds here. I'd imagine the Celt- Celtics are pretty pretty heavy favorites. Take a guess. Before you look, unless you already got it up. Um, I guess. Yeah, I got it. I'd say it's at least minus 
minus uh, 1,200. <laughs> minus 1,000. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean... And I think it's I think it's rightly priced. I think the Celtics yeah. are the best team in the NBA. Yeah, Cel- um, Celtics. Yeah. The ball. yeah, they're my pick to win, to win the, the title this year. I, I don't think they sweep, because I think sweeping is extremely hard to do in the playoffs, but I think they, they easily win the series 4-1. Yeah, I'm not much to say there. I agree. I'm in my own list. It's all year. Yeah. What is their? What are the odds that they went four to one? Is that minus money? Um. Let's see here. I wouldn't be surprised if it's close to even. Plus one seventy. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Actually. So what's the sweep? Two seventy. Two seventy. Sweeping is hard though in the playoffs. It's very hard. I think you'd be safe just putting money on four, like sweep and five games. Like that's almost guarantees you a profit. This this series isn't going six. Yeah. yeah. Who uh, do you think anybody do puts up a fight against uh, Milwaukee? Hell no. Yeah, I, <laughs> we don't even, don't even need to talk about that. But uh, who who your guys is uh, title picks? We won't go. Round by round, we'll do that as the uh, the series moves on. But uh, title picks, Gage, you mentioned earlier. I forget who you had, but uh, yeah, I, I love the Suns at a uh, plus four eighty to win the title. I think it's going to be them in Milwaukee. So I think you can do. Yeah, you can even choose. I mean, those odds aren't that good. You can do Milwaukee versus Phoenix, like a like a finals um, matchup. It's at plus five hundred, but. I mean, that's almost the same odds as Phoenix to win the whole thing. And then, you know, Milwaukee to get there, too, which I think they do. But, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think the Suns are, are – they're, this is a team that's very hungry. And I think they come out of the West fairly easily. And I think I think they get it done. Yeah, I think either Suns or Nuggets come out of the West. Like, it's hard to, for me, at least, to – to root or to bet against arguably the best player in the league in Jokic or most dominant player in the league but um Trent you can go ahead um I would love to see the Nuggets it I love watching like Jokic play yeah it's just it feels like like when the playoffs come like it's, it's kind of a waiting dominated like you know how like March Madness is like guard dominated I feel like the NBA players is like wing dominated and that like really trust the Border Junior and like you know Aaron Gordon and those guys like those are nice players but you're going up against Kevin Durant it's kind of <laughs> like you're going to lose that matchup and there's only so much Jokic can do um, and he's not really somebody that's just going to probably give you 40 at night right in the playoffs like he, he's gonna kind of make the right play and trust his teammates I'd love for the Nuggets to win it, I think that it depends on if Jamal Murray can kind of his form like what he was doing in the bubble um, but like gun to my head I would go with the Suns in the West um, I think it's gonna be a Suns Warriors Western Conference Finals ooh the Warriors to be honest, huh I think I think the Warriors, that, like I said, everything just lined up perfectly for them because, of course, it did. 
and they get the Kings, and then they, they one one game go doesn't go their way, and they're playing the Suns in the first round, right? Um, which would have been an insane first round series. But yeah, I, they'll beat the Kings, and then they'll beat. Um, I think the Grizzlies will beat the Lakers. So I think they'll beat the Grizzlies in like six or seven, and then it'll be a Suns uh, Warriors Western Conference Finals. I think the Suns win that in the East. Um, as much as I, I love my Cavs, I think that I, I think the Cavs would have beat the Celtics. I'll say that right now. If it, if the Celtics got the one seed, I think we matched up perfectly with them. We beat them all, or we were three and one against them this year. Um, but I just don't. I don't think we have what it takes to beat the Bucks and Giannis. So I think you're looking at a Bucks Celtics, third conference finals. And then um, flip a coin there, and then I think whoever wins the wins the East is going to win the championship. I think Chris Paul chokes. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm on Celtics. I'm on Celtics and um, Suns finals matchup. I would like to see Denver there, but I don't know. But I I am on Boston to win the whole thing. I just that team is special, and they're really fun to watch. So yeah, I'm going Boston. Also, keep in mind. Um if Chris Paul and the Suns are playing and Scott Foster is the right, it's a very good time to fade the Suns business. <laughs> like, a, like a track record of Chris Paul not winning a playoff game with Scott Foster refing. So it's it's funny to, to keep that in mind. Have you guys, speaking of Scott Foster, have you guys seen that uh, Netflix like documentary with the Tim Donahue thing? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like? I didn't realize how like involved Scott Foster was, and they kind of just like they kind of just freaked like it. The NBA did like he was like making like fifty phone calls a day yeah. to Donahue, and like, he clearly was was involved in that shit. He was in on the way the NBA just kind of swept it, and the man's still repping to this day. It's just kind of. Of course, like you see the Chris Paul stats where he's like, "Oh, and whatever," and it's like, "Well, I mean." Yeah, yeah. I, watch that I can't think of him. I think I can't think of him to say. I'm just like, but yeah, he's still fucking crooked. Yeah, it says all time one in twelve. Um, Chris Paul led teams are one in twelve, getting officiated by Foster, dating back to 2008. But he's lost um, 11 straight playoff games that Scott Foster had to re- or has officiated. So it's Jesus. He's probably got fucking money going against him, so why would he? Why would he? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, before we get out of here, let's do a quick uh, we'll touch on some MLB talk. We are officially what eleven? Yeah, eleven games through the season right now. Yeah, eleven or twelve. Eleven or twelve, and the Rays are a perfect eleven and zero and ten and one on the run line, which is incredible. And they're up three nothing already on your record. They are. They look like one on the run line, and all I do is bet run lines, and I bet them once. (laughs) Um, Takeaways from opening week of MLB. I know it's so early, but and you guys got anything? The Rays are good. Rays are good. The Rays Rays are good. Cardinals are kind of ass. Adley Rutschman could win MVP. Dude, absolutely rakes. Red, um, Red Sox don't look mediocre. That's solid. The Angels look phenomenal. 
Dude. If you're just thinking about Mike Trout and Sho- Shohei, there was a stat I saw that them, it was like maybe a game last week or something, they had like five hits combined and not a single person on the rest of the batting order had a fucking hit. So it just goes to show how big of poverty that franchise is. Yeah, it was, that, it was the game that Shohei had like a double and two singles, Trout hit a homer, had a double, and they lost. And not a single like ten strikeouts. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, yeah. I feel you literally have the two. Be- <laughs> you have the two best players in the league, and it's not even close, right? The two best players in the league, and you are such a poverty franchise, bro. I don't fucking get that at all. Well, it really just goes to show like how big of a team sport baseball is. Like, yeah. no matter how good that one person or two people are on that team, like anybody can they be can't beat. Get it single thing. Like, they can't say, give me the ball, I'll take over in the fourth quarter. Kind of thing. Yeah, anybody can be beat, man. It's, it's it's crazy. That's why I love MLB and I love baseball, because you can have a juggernaut, but they can be beat any any day. This is going to sound stupid. I don't know if you guys have done this before, but, like... Oh, yeah, that's so stupid. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, like, obviously, I knew, like, baseball is, like, the ultimate team sport, and it doesn't matter how good, like, one player it is, but, like, you really learn that when you're playing MLB the show and like you create a player your 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 my career or whatever and like you would sim until like the next opportunity like hitting or fielding you'd sim like two innings and you'd be down like eight to nothing and it's like I haven't done a damn thing my squad's down eight nothing did you so did that's you get- I was like damn I really I really have no control over this like there's no like I'm not gonna let my team lose today <laughs> Like LeBron or something. Like, right. It's just you're just like at the mercy of the ten other players. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Baseball's fucking awesome. I can't wait. And uh, while you can, or if you can find it, hop on Wake Forest to win the World Series, man. I said it however many weeks ago before the season started. Got him at, pl- at plus 3,400. Currently sitting number two right now in the country. Rhett Louder and the boys, they're fucking nasty. Gage, before we dip out, you got something for us? Yeah, I just got something uh, that I heard on podcast while I was driving one day. Um, I'll give I'll give the credit where credit's due. It's from I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, the You Should Know podcast. You ever heard of them? I sent you clips on TikTok, Austin, about those. It's like those two. Probably kids that are like around all of our ages. Yeah. On podcast and just talk about random shit. Um, yeah, they did a, a cut or a start bench and cut for nighttime things. And I thought it was kind of funny. So I thought, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Transfer it over here real quick. All right. So start bench cut. Um, it's all like middle of the night kind of thing, right? So um, waking up at like 3 a.m. and chugging some water. Is your first scenario. Um, waking up and realizing you still have time left to sleep and waking up, or not waking up, or uh, flipping your pillow to like the cool side of the pillow. Like that shit hits different, you know. I'll start. Uh, you obviously start the cool side of the pillow. You bench the cold water, like the waking up to a glass of water. And then you cut the waking up and still having time to go to sleep. I think that's hella overrated. What? I don't know. I would... I would, uh... 
I would start the water. There's no, there's no better feeling than like when you're super fucking thirsty. It just clenches your thirst. Like there's the, the forget it. So that's that's number one for me. And I'd probably go. I'd probably go. Two is realizing you have a couple more hours um, because, like, when you're in that mode, like, there's nothing better than. Shit, hold on. Sorry, can you boys hear me? Yep. Okay, sorry about that. I got a phone call. Um, yeah, I'd go two waking up, realizing you you have some some extra time to sleep, and then. Um, a close third would be the other side of the pillow. So we're all going to have different orders, huh? My first would be the uh, the second wave of sleep. Dude. I don't know. That shit just hits so different. That's so like, overrated in my opinion, bro. No, bro. When your alarm's set for like 6.30 and you wake up thinking it's already like 6.28, but it's really like 5 o'clock and you still have an hour to sleep, that, that second wave is just so nice. I told, I told, you, I told you guys on a the pod before I think that like I used to intentionally set my alarm two hours before I had to wake up just so <laughs> yeah. I could wake up and for a second I'm like fuck I gotta get up and then yeah. I realized that I would wait a minute I did this on purpose actually, yeah that's crazy that's hours, crazy so. that's crazy people actions right there no. yeah I couldn't, I couldn't do that uh only because I fucking go to bed at like 2 a.m and I gotta get up at six o'clock the next morning so there's no way I <laughs> take a nap and I'm not even in REM sleep by then but uh <laughs> yeah uh and then drinking the water would be a, a bench for me and then the other side of the pillow would be third so I don't know I just thought that was a lot a lot of stuff that we kind of talked about already earlier so yeah well yeah we can definitely do some more of those moving forward I'd like to that'd be fun alright gents anything before we dip out here go watch some basketball Maybe, you never know. Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to listen to find out. <laughs> All right, boys. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See you.